as I go into the word, I just I just ask that you all would um I ask that you you all would just do some self reflection today. Amen. And as as the word is going forth, don't try to apply it to nobody else but yourself. Don't say, Oh, he preaching about my mama right now. No, apply it to you. Amen. Apply it to you. Don't apply it to nobody else. Apply it to yourself. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I just thank God for the word. I thank God for the testimony. I thank God for what he's doing, especially for the Holy Spirit. Um, I give honor to my wife. And I just thank God for the the four people who joined the church. So I thank three of them here. Um, but we, we continue to pray for Sister Vanessa. I know that she has gone home and just been doing other things. But um, I thank God for the four of them because that sparked something in my wife to just want to start doing one-on-ones at our house just to talk and to get to know the members. And I have just really been blessed. And, you know, we've been doing it for probably the past three weeks. But, one, I don't know if they're starting to run together now. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say one person just blessed me so because before she left the house, she said, I need to repent. And she said, um, you know, I need to do it, like, openly. And when she did it, it just took me back to when I first got saved. And it just took me back to how, basically, like, I was raised and taught in the church. And it had just been so long since a person, like, re repented to someone else. Like, you know, we stand up and say, yeah, I did wrong. Or, you know, we can admit to our wrong sometimes. But for her to actually say, you know, I repent for this, this, and this, and I needed to do it to a person, like I needed to confess to a person, that so blessed me. Like she didn't know, so you know. But I just, I just, it just, it just blessed me because that's what we got to do. And so this word on today, um, tell the truth. Amen. And I'm going to be in 1 John. <laughs> Sound like another t-shirt. Tell the truth. Right? So I'm going to be in 1 John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 10. Um, and if y'all would just stand with me really quickly for this first verse, and then you can be seated. And so it reads, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. You may be seated, right? Right? We write to you. So this is another version. That's King James. This is good news. We write to you about the word of life, which has existed from the very beginning. We have heard it. We have seen it with our eyes. We have seen it in our hands have touched it. And so on today, like, I just want y'all to know, like, all of those conversations, um, you know, we having conversations and we're talking to a person who we, who we met, like, within the last year, but then you start to realize, like, we in the same place at the same time, knew the same people, and, like, for God to weave and bring all of that stuff together is amazing, and that's how I know it's him, so... You know, I just want y'all to know that what God is doing in this house, 
um, what he's doing in the lives of our members, like he is working. The Holy Spirit is working. And, um, you know, I know that all of us, we don't always root the, read the group me, but, you know, I posted just a little fun song in the group me the other day. And, and, I, and I, before the song, I just said, I don't know what people think about this church, but this church is not that. And what I mean by that is like a lot of churches do a lot of churchy things. And like a lot of churches go through the motions, like you're saying, they do the, the mundane things or those religious things. But this church is not that. Right. And the reason that I say that is the same reason that John just put in that first verse when he says, you know, I have heard the word. Right. I have seen the word. Right. And I have touched it like I know that God is moving. I seen. I was thinking about this last night and I have seen God do things that otherwise I know could not have been done. I've seen him pull me out of situations in my life before I even knew who he was, right? So while I was yet in my sins, right, he was working on my behalf. I didn't realize it till later on, but I have seen him move. You know, I used to say all the time, I say, God, why did you have to take me to America, you know, to, 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 to know you? So at 24, he took me from Auburn, and we drive to America all these Sundays, you know, for over 10 years, just driving back and forth. And I used to be like, Lord, why did you have to, like, all these churches in Albany, why did you have to take me there, right? And so, you know, when I, when I finally got saved, I used to pray to the Lord and say, God, I want to live a, like, I want to live a biblical lifestyle. Like, I want my life to be like the Bible. And so, like, later on, I began to realize, like, that was like some Moses-type jump. When God had to take you from where you raised, and put you in a desert where nobody even like nobody knows who you are. Like I don't know nobody in America. He had to take me away for over ten plus years, and then he said, "Now I'm gonna send you back to where you're from." It's just little things like that. Going through bankruptcy, just just going through trials and tribulation on my job, going through things with my kids, going through things with my parents. Just all of these things. So it's like I can stand up here. Just like John and say, I have heard the word. I know what it sounds like. I know what it sounds like when it's real. I have seen it. I have seen God do impossible things. I've seen somebody preach while they were blind and their husband and their son got cancer. And they still was used by God. Like, I have touched it. I have have felt the presence of God. Like, I know what it feels like when it's real. And that's why I can say this is not that. Like nobody in no well, I'm not. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not playing church, Amen. right? Amen. Right. And so I just thank God, and I just thank God because God just wants us. What He desires from us is for us to tell the truth. Amen. He wants us to tell the truth about who He is and what He does. And so when John wrote this, you know, he is preaching and he is teaching about what he knows, and that's what that's what I strive to do. I don't want to preach to y'all or talk to y'all about something that I don't know. I don't want to do that. I want to talk to you about what I know. So when I stand up here, when I, when we invite y'all into our home or we just fellowship and like, that's my life. That's not fake. It's not pretend. That's like who I want to be. You know, I feel like that's how God would have me to be. And so I just thank God that he's always moving. So when John says this, he's preaching and he's teaching about what he knows, and he knows Jesus. And, and I love that they refer to him as the word of life, right? They call John calls him the word of life. And so I have heard the word of life. 
I have seen the word of life in action and I have touched the word of life. And so I have a question for you. Are you like Thomas today? Are you like Thomas today? Amen. Because in John 20 verses 24 through 29, it says, but Thomas, one of the 12. Right. So Thomas is just not some regular person. Thomas is a disciple. Right. And he was not with the other disciples when Jesus rose from the grave and he showed himself to his disciples. He wasn't there. The other disciples were there and they began to tell Thomas like we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said unto them, except I shall see in his hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Are you like that? So I'm standing up here. I'm rocking back and forth. I can't stand still. I'm sweating because I have seen and I have heard and I have touched. And you might be saying, why pastor doing all that? He crazy, right? I ain't going to believe it till I feel it for myself. I ain't going to believe it until I see it for myself. That's what Thomas was doing. And so then in another instance, later on, it says after eight days, again, his disciples were within. And Thomas was with them this time. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Go ahead. Reach your finger. Right? Go ahead, thrust your hand into my side. He said, whatever you do, don't be faithless, but believe. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen me and yet have believed. Right? Right? So like, I didn't have to be, I don't have to like, Jesus don't have to take me back to biblical time for me to believe. I don't want to be like Thomas, right? I've seen too much. I know too much about him not to tell the truth about who he is. So in that second verse, the word says, when this life became visible to me, because I remember a time when it was not visible to me, but when this life became visible to me, right? John said, so we speak of it. When it became visible to me, I wanted to tell, and I still want to tell people about it, right? Right, I remember Pastor Carter used to say, she used to say, I preach the four, if I got to preach the four, because the word is just that important. If I can say four, it's just that important, because I know how I was, and then I know how I became once I knew the truth, once the word of life became visible to me. Right. So doing doing these one on ones, we've been telling our story and, and we got some laughs because the first time I went to church and she was just preaching, preaching, preaching. And I and, I, and she she said, open the doors to the church, the devil in here and the devil got to go. And I thought it was me. Right. But I'm like, I got to get up out of here. I said, because everybody else members. So she got to be talking to me. Right. Not growing up in not growing up in a charismatic church where people are screaming and praising and, and doing all of those things. But even though I felt convicted, I could not run yeah. because I knew what she was saying was the truth. Because yeah. yeah. I knew all the things that I had been struggling with in college and, and how my mind was just mixed up and how all I all I wanted was the truth. Amen. 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 And when she began to preach, when that life became visible to me, mm-hmm. I knew that was it. I knew that was it. 
So it didn't matter about hypocrites in church no more. It didn't matter about other religious people. It didn't matter about, but the people hurt me no more. I had seen too much like I knew that that was it. And so Jesus became my all in all, right? And so I got a question for y'all. If we know that he is good, if we know that Jesus is all of these things, if we know that he is the word of life, then why do we hide the truth? Matthew 5 verses 15 and 16 tells us, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. If you know the truth, right? If you know that this is not that, if you know that Jesus is the word of life, if you've seen him, if you've heard him, if you touched him, why would you hide that? When you got a light that can fill up a whole house, when you got a light that can fill up a whole room, why would you hide that? Verse 16 says, let your light shine for the little babies, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Like, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works. Right? So it ain't about the people hurt you, missionary. Let your light shine. Let your good work shine so that you can glorify your father, which is in heaven. Because like you just said, that's where your joy comes from. I can say the same thing to my armor bearer, right? Right? When he's out there talking to random people, God gave him the perfect opportunity now. He's driving them trucks and meet people that he don't know. Right? He might have thought it was about the pulpit, but no. No. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Because that's where you get your strength from. Right? So why do we hide? Why do we hide the truth? Why do we do it? Why do we take what God has done and, 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 and put it away. John says what we have seen and what we have heard, we announce to you also so that you will join us. Join with us in fellowship that we have with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And so all that you do, it should be about trying to get somebody else to join you in fellowship. Right? Right? I've been thinking about this thing, right? It's not my job to convert anybody. The Holy Spirit can do that, right? I can't, I, like when I first came to the Lord, the thing that got me, the thing that made me know that my pastor was telling me the truth, because she said, you've been going around and you've been trying to save everybody. She said, baby, you can't save everybody. She said, you're not Jesus. And I felt this weight fall off of my shoulders. And I still, you know, as I as I went into ministry, I still had to learn because I used to get mad when I would preach a message yeah. and then people would not listen or they would not respond or they would not change or they would not correct stuff as fast as I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And then God just began to teach me. He like, son, they are not your people. They are my people. Mm-hmm. He used, Then he would just start saying, you just preach my word. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to convert anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I just live right and I just love right, people going to just want to join the fellowship. And then all of a sudden, they're going to turn around and say, I have seen and I have heard. Right? Because a lot of times, yes, God can do supernatural things. But a lot of times, he's working through us so somebody else can see him. 
Hallelujah. So John says, everything that we do, everything that I'm writing to you is in order that your joy, right? So all of this, all this preaching, all this Bible study, all these handouts, all this stuff, even the food that, you know, y'all come and we eat good and we laugh. All of it is that your joy may be complete. That your joy may be complete. God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be in fellowship with him. Right? So I just thank God. I thank God missionary didn't even know when she was testifying. She was all up in the sermon. Her husband didn't even know when he was ministering to him. He was, he was all up in the sermon when he asked her what makes you happy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And y'all know I don't like throwing around scriptures for the sake of throwing around scriptures. So the context of this, you find this verse in, in, in um, the book of Nehemiah. You find this verse in the book of Nehemiah. And you need to understand what was happening. They had just come back out of exile. They had just started to rebuild the temple. Ezra stood before the people and he began to read the word. And the people began to hear the word for the first time. And they was like, oh my God, we've been screwing it up for years. And they began to weep and they began to cry. And Ezra said, don't cry. It's a good thing that you're convicted. Right? Don't cry. This is a time for celebration that the word of God is touching your heart. He said, go home, eat, drink, and be happy, and let the joy of the Lord be your strength. So after all that you've been through, when the word comes forth, that's a reason to celebrate. It's a reason to get happy when you hear the word of God. So I just I just thank God for his, for his joy. I thank God for his joy. And so now the message, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So now the message, this is John. Hallelujah, my notes are, uh, are messed up. Glory. That's why I got it open. So this is the fifth verse. This then is the message we have heard of him and declare unto you, God is light and in him is no darkness. If we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not the truth. Amen. Amen. And so here is where the time comes from. God says, stop lying. Tell the truth. He said, if you are living in darkness, which is the absence of light, Right. If you're living in the absence of revelation, if you're living in the absence of hope, if you're living in the absence of truth. Right. Then you are in darkness. Right. Then you are in darkness and you can't possibly know Jesus. And the reason I say that is not to make you feel bad, but I need you to go back to the first verse. John say we have seen, we have heard, we have touched. And this is why we walk this way. This is why we talk this way. This is how we live this way. But if you turn around and you live it like you in darkness, then you could not have possibly seen, heard, and touched. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Right? So this is why I'm preaching, so that your joy may be complete. That seventh verse says, but if we live in the light, 
just as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us of every sin. And so I want to tell y'all that your spirit, your spirit shows in regards to your fellowship. So you know when the word, let me, so let me put it this way. When the word says judge the spirit by the spirit, right? The word says judge the spirit by the spirit. Your spirit shows when you come in contact with other people, right? When you, when you, when you, when you, when you can't, I, I just started to think. For the most part, I can get along with every anybody, everybody. Like it, it has amazed my wife how, um, when 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 I when it has amazed her that you know I would meet her friends or I would meet her family for the first time and they'd just be talking, they'd just be talking to me and they'd just be like, "Oh, I like him," right? And they'd just be like, like I've just been around them the whole time, right? And I, we, I was telling this story about how I went, the first time I went over to her house when we first met and I, I washed my hands and then I went into her mother's refrigerator. First time at her mama's house. And, her, and, she was, and she was looking like, oh, mama about to get him now. Like, and, 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 and she was like, mama, you ain't going to say nothing to him. And, and, and she was like, baby, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Right. And the reason that I say that is when you walk in the light of the Lord. It does something to the room. People don't respond to you the same. And a lot of times when you have conflict in your life or conflict in your relationships, that's because there's something It's darkness in there somewhere. It's either darkness in you or darkness in the other person or darkness in both of y'all. And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying that to let you know that you need the light. Because if you walk in the light, then your relationships and everything else in your life is going to change. Darkness and light cannot inhabit the same space. They can't. And if you want to just take it out of the realm of your relationships, just, just put it in the realm of your own heart. Like your heart cannot be filled with light if there's still dark spots in there. You got to let the light shine. If God is trying to shine a flashlight in on your heart or, or, or screw in the light bulb and you keep clicking the switch and turning it off, then how do you expect all of that darkness to get out if you won't let the light in? So your spirit shows in regards to your ability to be in fellowship with other believers. And most of the time, the reason that people forsake the fellowship is because it'd be too much light in the room. And that's even in church where it's a bunch of hypocrites now. Right? And the reason I say that is because if the preacher doing any kind of preaching straight from the Bible, the Bible tells us that his word won't return void. So the word is going forth even if the preacher not living right. Y'all understand that? And you shouldn't get caught up by that because there's a special place in hell for a preacher that leads people astray. But as long as the word is going forth, I ain't saying sit up on the preacher that ain't living right now. But I'm saying you better get the word. Get the word. Right? And so that's why I say a lot of times when people forsake the fellowship is because they don't want, they, they're trying to forsake the light. And it's not because they don't want the light, but sometimes when God shines light in dark spots in your life, it hurt too bad. It's like, you know how, you know how when you be in dark so long and somebody flip the light on, 
you like, oh my eyes, like why you, why you did that? Because all of a sudden the truth starts to hurt. The you start to see the pain, you start to see the trauma, you start to see whatever it is, and that's why we forsake the fellowship. And it may seem like you know all of that uncomfortable stuff may seem like a shameful or an embarrassing thing, but really it's liberating. Really, it's liberating. And it's what's needed. So 2 Corinthians, and I love this, y'all. 2 Corinthians tells us, it tells us, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Right? So it tells us, be, uh, don't be yoked to unbelievers. But then I'm like, well, Jesus, you said with sinners. So which one is it? And so to that I say, like Jesus don't want you to shun people that are in sin. He wants you to shine your light. He's not trying to get you to convert them. He's trying to get you to invite them into fellowship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when it says don't be yo with unbelievers, those are people who just want to reject the truth no matter what you say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those are the people who saying, I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who saying, forget your God. Yeah. That's who he don't want you to attach yourself to. But how can how can how can somebody know the love of God if you shun them? So you gotta let your light shine. Hebrews 10, 24 and through 25 tells us, let, let us be concerned for one another, to help one another, to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see that the day of the Lord is coming near. Y'all better stop forsaking the fellowship. Right? Y'all better stop forsaking the fellowship. And I'm not just talking about church. I'm just talking about stop running from people that's trying to help you. Stop running from people that's trying to give you the truth. Stop running from people that's trying to shine the light in your life. Stop trying to hey. running from the people that's trying to hold you accountable. Hey. Stop running from the people that's saying, girl, you know that's wrong, right? Hey. Dude, no, nah, that ain't right. That ain't how you treat your right, your wife, bro. Stop running from people. That's the fellowship. They are trying to invite you in so that you can see, so that you can hear, so that you can touch the word of life. Yeah. Amen. Right? Yeah. Stop saying you are right when you ain't all right. Yeah. Right. Stop. uh, Stop admitting that, you know, you wrong when you don't have no intention of repenting. If you're going to say you wrong, then turn. You ain't telling nobody nothing. The word said that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. So all us sinners, that's established. That's established. So you telling me you did something wrong. Okay, I I, I did, too. So what? (laughs) So what? Are you going to turn? Are you going to turn? That's why God is saying today, tell the truth. Tell the truth. The eighth verse says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And there is no truth in us. But if we confess our sins to God, that's why I say, when they, when when that when that young lady when she when she repented, right? That's why it blessed me because the word says, "But if we confess our sins to God, we will keep His promise 
and do what is right. He will keep his promise and do what is right. He will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all our wrongdoings. It ain't nothing that you've done that's too big for God to fix. Amen. All you got to do is tell the truth. Amen. Amen. All you got to do is tell the truth. And telling the truth means all you got to do is let the light shine. Let it shine in all them places where you don't want it to. Let it shine. If we say we have not sinned, we have made a liar out of God. And his word is not in us. And I stress his word is not in us because his word, if y'all go back to the first verse, John called him the word of life. And if he's the word of life and his word is not in us, then guess what we're doing? We're dying. We dying. You go all the way back to Genesis. The words say that God, he, he, he breathed life into Adam. When God speaks into you, something got to happen. Something got to come alive. Right? Ezekiel, dry bones. Can these dry bones live? Something got to happen when God speaks. All we got to do is tell the truth. It's just like anybody that's an addict or anybody that is that has some type of addiction, you know, and they tell you, you know, I don't know all the steps, but they tell you one of the first steps is that you got a what? You got to admit that you got a problem. And it's the same thing with our sin, right? And don't look at it like, well, my sin is this and they sin is that, so it's harder for me. No, all them sins got hung on the cross. Amen. It's not one sin that's greater than another. Not one. All you got to admit is that you got a sin problem, which we all have. So the question is, will you turn? Will you turn? And so I just thank God for his word. I'm done. Right? We in this series, God is trying to get us to surrender. He's trying to get us to, 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 to wave the white flag. He trying to get us to tell the tell the truth. You got I got I got problems. I got trauma, and it's hard sometimes. And it's it's, it's hard to be a Christian. It's hard to try to it's hard to try to figure out all of this stuff. God, why you allowed all of this stuff to happen to me in my past? It's hard to to try to be right with you, right? Yes. But you know, y'all 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 been in church long enough to know I can do all things through Christ. Y'all been in church long enough to know that you more than all them. So y'all know all the church sayings. All of them. He's able. He's able. But we got to tell the truth. If we lie and we say that we don't have a problem, then the truth is not in us. It's not in us. Amen. 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 Y'all come on and give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah.